What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Uh, Austin Cunningham joins Justin Treese and Dan Kiefer for a special episode of Talking Football as we're going to predict pretty much the entire NFL playoff situation, who's winning their divisions, who's getting into the playoffs, and then who is making their way to the Super Bowl this year. This is one of the episodes that we always look forward to doing, and this is something we scheduled uh, what was it, late last week because it was like, hey, we'll make sure we all got to be back on here again so we can go over this because we want to do it before the season officially kicks off. We're now into week three of preseason, um, which has been a fun run today. You guys are listening on a Wednesday or anytime after this Tuesday, but rosters have to go down from 85 to 80 at least by the end of the day. And then next week is when they'll go from 80 to 53, and there'll be a huge slew of players trying to find a new home heading into the year. But right now, what we're doing, like I said, is pretty much predicting the entire season. And just going to be honest with you, looking at the list real quickly, there's a lot that we agree on. But at the same time, I feel like we all have our separate reasonings on why we think these teams are going to win their divisions, let alone make it to the playoffs or maybe not win the division, but still find their way into the playoffs. Let's go ahead and get that started off first with Mr. Justin Treese in the AFC, in the AFC East, because that's where we always like to start. Treese, who do you have winning that division? I mean, this one's easy, right? It's the Buffalo Bills. Best roster in football. I mean, arguably the best quarterback in football with Patrick Mahomes. Like those two, you know, are basically tied. But I mean, I love what the Bills have offensively. Their defense is still stout. They're going to get White back from cornerback, which I think is the reason that they did not beat the Chiefs last year in the playoffs. They now have that. They've added more depth. They've added more pass rushers in like a Vaughn Miller, who Dan does think is going to be defensive player of the year. Um, I think this one's an easy one. So Buffalo Bills. Yep, I'm right there with you. I think the Buffalo Bills go scorched earth this year. Two years ago, you lose a you know a pretty big game right there in Arrowhead for the AFC Championship game. Last year, we know the 13 seconds left. Um, Kansas City finds their way to come back and win that game in a heartbreaking fashion for the Buffalo Bills. And you leave that field going, what else could we have done to possibly win this football game? But that doesn't matter because this year, you guys are locked and loaded and ready to go. And I think the Buffalo Bills are probably one of the best teams in football, maybe almost at every position. Um, just excluding a couple, but I mean, Buffalo Bills, there's no way they don't win this division. And I don't want to say that jinx it, but like, damn, this just seems to be the year for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I really don't know how much more we can say. It's a clean sweep here in the AFC East for the Bills. This is a team that's, you know, they're all in right now. Trees talked about it. Also, you mentioned it. They brought in guys. They brought in the pieces they need to get over the hump. And the hump has been the Kansas City Chief. And they were, what, less than 20 seconds away last year uh, from getting to the championship or getting the Super Bowl. So I, uh, I just think this is the year for the Bills and a start for them winning the East. Absolutely. And Dan, let's just go ahead and do this in a little bit of a, a snake draft order here when we do this. So who do you got in the AFC North? Right. The, I think the North could have been really interesting. Um, and then employee number four was suspended uh, for the Browns. So uh, we're not going to mention any more of that, but I see Baltimore. I understand Cincinnati's coming off a Super Bowl runner up run. Uh, if you look at roster construction right here, before any injuries take place or anything like that, Baltimore is almost a similar storyline as Buffalo, right? One of the best rosters in football. I think Lamar Jackson is going to absolutely ball this year, uh, you know, an, another MVP level performance for him. I'm going Baltimore. Yep. And I'm honestly, I'm right there with you. And even looking at, you know, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, that Super Bowl hangover is real. We saw it with, you know, the San Francisco 49ers a couple years ago. We saw it with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think now we're going to see it with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, it's not that they're going to be a bad team or things. They're not going to be good, right? But it's just the fact of like, okay, hey, you're going to have some guys that are complacent. And, you know, I had buddies tell me that with the Kansas City Chiefs a couple years ago. And I was like, I just, I don't believe it. That's not, there's no way. Well, it turns, that is the truth. That's just kind of how it works out. Some guys, you know, made it to the Super Bowl. Now, I didn't, they didn't win, but it's just the fact of like, I've made it that far. You know what I mean? Like, we're good. We're just, it's just the mindset of like, we're immediately going to do it again. And it's also just the way that everything just happened to fall in place perfectly for the Bengals last season. But with Baltimore is almost the exact opposite because I'm right there with you. I do think Baltimore wins this division. But it was like anything that could have possibly gone wrong for Baltimore to start the year pretty much did. And then as you got into the year, Lamar Jackson was dealing with some injuries. He comes back. It looks like you're good to go. But then I was like, man, we don't have any other options outside of Mark Andrews. We don't we can't really rely on a running game as much as we would like to. I think this year and if, if and I know it's a big if 
if you can stay healthy, I think the Ravens could be a lot of fun to watch, especially right there in the AFC North, because even like you mentioned, employee number four being suspended, that's still a good football team there in Cleveland. And every single one of these matchups is going to be fun, just like it will be for the AFC West. But we'll get that into a little bit. But Trace, who do you have uh, winning this division? I mean, just copy pasta at this point. I'm also going with the Ravens. So, I mean, this team is just really, really good. Let's not forget, if they would have just beat the Bengals one time last year, they would have won that division with all the injuries that they had. Besides the Titans, the Ravens have the most injuries in football. So, and we've seen what the Ravens have done the previous like three years prior to that. So I just think that they really are truly one of the, I'd say they have a top three to four roster in the NFL. I love their head coach. I mean, yes, they did lose Hollywood Brown. That's the, that's the big question mark of is how is that offense going to run? But man, they got likely in this, in the draft and he is dominating preseason yeah. went for eight for a hundred and touchdown. Um, do they go back to more of that two tight ends that they had with Hayden Hurst that they had a few years ago? Could do that. Let Rashad Bateman be the stud there. They're still going to be running the ball. Sounds like, you know, it sounds like Dobbins is doing great. Defense is still stout. A lot of their guys that got hurt last year are already back and practicing. So, yeah, um, I know this sounds boring so far that we've done two divisions when we've gone the exact same. So, but I promise it will switch up here very shortly, but maybe not right now because we're moving <laughs> to the AFC South and I mean, I'm going to just spoil it for everybody. We all took the Indianapolis Colts. This team is just very, very good. Should have been a playoff team last year. You hate to see it. Don't come to Duval County in late December or early January because you're just going to lose the Colts. So, mm. you know, you, but you bring in Matt Ryan, you're going to you're going to win this division. Like you're really good. You got you got a healthy offensive line. You got some good playmakers on offense. The defense is getting healthy. Um. And the, at some point, the Titans' role is going to end. Like this, like this run that they're in is really good. Like, don't, don't get me started. Like, it's like it's really good. But like, their offensive line is getting super old. How much longer can Henry stick it out? There's going to be this quarterback controversy every single time that Tannehill doesn't play well. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how the Titans' season plays out. But I, we'll get into that later. But Colts are winning this division. Spoken like a true Jaguars fan, because I was getting ready to say when I started, like, hey, at least it's not the Titans winning this division, right? And before I thought I could even get those words, that thought, it drawn all the way through my mind to my mouth and then back to my brain. I was like, actually, just let him finish his thought. Boom, he goes right into, hey, you know, at least it's not the Titans here. But I do think you're on a good point or on a roll there, because the only question I have with the Titans is, and Malik Willis being that backup is, is this a similar situation to kind of what we saw with Patrick Mahomes being in Kansas City with Alex Smith. And the comparison that I have with that is because that might sound crazy first hearing it, is the fact that Patrick Mahomes made Alex Smith play at another level. That was like the best year that he'd had in his career, throwing the ball down the field, making plays, keeping the Chiefs offense alive. Maybe Ryan Tannehill kind of has a similar mindset of like, okay, hey, this rookie's playing really well in camp and in preseason games. I got to up my game to another level here to just make sure I have the spot solidified. And I think maybe that could be the comparison, but I'm right there with you on everything else with the Titans because I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts to win this division just due to the fact that I think Matt Ryan will be the key difference. When they went to Phillip Rivers, I really liked it. When they went to Carson Wentz, I was like, you know what, stronger arm. You know, maybe I just I hyped him up way too much, more than I definitely should have less than freaking learned there. Carson Wentz, adios, amigo, I'm done with your ass. But it's just the fact that I thought he could help be the key difference for the Colts, and he wasn't. And now you bring in Matt Ryan, a guy who has been to a Super Bowl, has won an MVP, and then the next year played at an even better <laughs> level, but didn't win the MVP like he did the year before. It was just nuts. But I think you put him on the Colts with the options that they have on offense. If their receiving weapons can stay healthy and then the defense that they have, this could be the year for the Colts. And I have them making a deep push into the playoffs as well. So AFC South, they're winning it. Dan, I'm assuming you're just going with the full sweep here, three in a row for us. Yeah, it's the Colts. And, you know, it's crazy because, you know, like we've mentioned, the Titans have just been on this run for so long and it almost feels like they're the diet Patriots in the standpoint that every year, like, all right, this is the year it's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart this year. And Vrabel just, you know, make some comments that if they win the Super Bowl, he's going to cut off his extremity. And next thing you know, they find a way to win the division and they're in the playoffs and they're hoping Derrick Henry goes for 250 and three touchdowns. But I'm with you this year. I think that Matt Ryan is the stabilizing force to get the cardiac Colts back under control. 
Okay, like you said, uh, Austin, they had Philip Rivers, who had all the mental game they needed, but at that point in his career, he had a noodle arm. There, there was yep. nothing left. You reach back and nothing's there. Then next year, we get a younger guy in Carson Wentz who's got the arm to make all the throws. The problem is mentally he wasn't there and he tried to throw a left-handed pass for God's sakes. So, buddy, you ain't Mahomes, all right? I don't know if Carson Wentz played baseball. I know his dad didn't professionally. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it just seems like this is the year that things are aligning the Colts finally went out and got a quarterback that checks all the boxes in Matt Ryan, a guy that's been there, done that. So, yeah, I think this is the year for the Colts. We're going to get back and win in the AFC South. And now, okay, everybody's like, geez, these guys just agree on everything. It's time, right? Now we're talking about, in my opinion, the best division in football, and we're going to disagree on some things. The AFC West. And I got the Chargers winning it. I think it's time. Justin Herbert is on an absolute – pedestal skyrocket whatever you want to call it guys taking off the uh the chargers brought in pieces Khalil Mack they already have Joey Bosa they're going to get after the other quarterbacks in the division and hey as of right now today August 23rd Derwin James is healthy so <laughs> right now everything preseason wise is looking like this is the chargers year to I don't know remedy the curse of that franchise since the 80s uh we'll just see what happens this year is the Chargers year. That is the line I was looking for because I've been hearing that for the last eight or nine years as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And the scary part is I actually agree with it this year because I am also taking the Los Angeles Chargers to win this division. Some people might be listening to this, you know, and be like, hey, this guy's a Chiefs fan. Why is he not picking them? Eh, because, you know, I look at that team and I see some holes and I look at the Chargers and I'm not really seeing that many because you have a stellar quarterback, you have stellar receivers, you have a good tight end. You have a really good running back. You look at that defense, and that's just absolutely terrifying. And I'm just sitting here looking at the Chargers going, there's no way that if they stay healthy that they're just not one of the best teams in football. The only thing that's going to suck for them is the fact that you're playing in the AFC West. That is a very tough division. But I think you look at Justin Herbert coming into this, and you know he's already faced these teams. He's already used to playing at a high level. The thing is, though, is that we have not seen him win those type of games in those moments. I mean, even last year against the Raiders, right? End of the year, you win, you're in the playoffs. Just couldn't get it done. And that's not necessarily, you know, all Justin Herbert's fault. Football's a team game. I get it. But, like, when we look at Justin Herbert, it's like, okay, hey, we're just kind of seeing the same thing with Phillip Rivers. Like, you get, at some point, you got to get over the hump. you got to get past that. you got to get rid of that curse that Dan just mentioned there from the 80s. I think this is the year the Chargers do it. And I am absolutely terrified of them because of everything they've brought in and the talent that they're developing and just – the Los Angeles Chargers in themselves. It just feels like as much as I still with the Buffalo Bills, it feels like this is the Chargers year in the AFC West. So I am taking them as well. Interesting, interesting. Look at Austin growing up, not just taking the Chiefs. You knew it was coming. You I knew freaking, it was coming. I could have just I could have just said your opening line for you. You could have. You could have. But listen. Everybody knows that I've been picking on the Chargers or like choosing the Chargers more just to piss off Austin over the last few years. But this is not the year that I'm going to do that because you know what? Broncos country, let's ride. It is going to be the Denver Broncos that win this division. Yes, I agree. Toughest division in football. I think Russell Wilson is going to come in and ball out with these wide receivers. I love the running backs. Offensive line is good. I think this defense is very, very talented. I think they underperformed last year with, you know, guys that are like 90 years old running that, running that scheme, like much younger scheme now. I think that they're ready to go. I think Nathaniel Hackett, who Austin chose to win coach of the year, which I also agree with. I like that pick. Um, this is how he wins it. He wins the AFC West. So give me the Denver Broncos to come out of nowhere. I believe they're actually – the lowest odds to win this division. Um, maybe it's the Raiders. Now it was, it was very close, but um, to win this division earlier, now they're going to shock the world and come out and win. So give me the FC West. Are you worried about the drop off of Russell Wilson about midway through the season that we've seen the last couple of years in Seattle? Uh, no, because I trust Nathaniel Hackett more than I trust Pete Carroll. All right, there we go. That answers that. <laughs> All right, let's get it. So now instead of going to the NFC, we're going to go ahead and head into our playoffs. There's three wildcard teams, and then we'll head into the NFC. So, Trace, who do you have as your first wildcard team? Uh, give me the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Uh, I, this, this team is still one of the most talented teams in football. They still have Patrick Mahomes. Like it's hard not to, cho- it was hard not to choose the chiefs to win that division. Um, but you know, basically what I said is they're going to lose it by one game, give the chiefs the number one wild card. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to go into the playoffs doing what he does. So give me the chiefs. Yep. And I'm right there with you because, you know, as much as it hurt for me to pick the chargers to win that division, it was because, and I, I mentioned it, you know, just a little bit there too, is the fact that the chiefs still have a, quite a bit to figure out. You know, you got a new defense pretty much coming in. You, you got, you, know, you don't have Anthony Hitchens at linebacker. And I wonder how much of, you know, that's going to make an impact just defensively and his vocalness and his leadership and making sure guys are in the right position. You have secondary members without Tyron Matthew. Are they communicating which one of those guys primarily steps up and is the, the key leader and on offense in that receiver room, you know, you lose Tyree kill, but at the same time, Patrick Mahomes feels like, he has more reliable weapons to throw the ball to. And so you don't really know where they're going to go, but at the same time, it's going to take a little bit for all that to get, you know, in a smooth line and clicking right for them into the year. And I think that costs them early in the season because they do have one of the toughest schedules in football. It's crazy when you sit there and look at them like, Holy cow, how are they going to get through this run? And, you know, you look at it and go, they could be heading into the bye week with a possible losing record. Like that just, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I'm not going to be happy, but I wouldn't be surprised. So that's why I have Kansas City not winning the division, but finding their way into the wild card spot. And uh, what you know, guys, we're back in sweeping territory. All three of us got Kansas City as the number one wild card. I'm right there with you. I think in that division, it's going to be dog eat dog. And we could see a situation where those teams in the AFC West beat up on each other and two of them grab the number two and three wild cards just because of strength of schedule took a quick gander i wish that uh kansas city and the chargers would play week 18 instead it is a kc at raiders and the chargers at the broncos so who knows in Chiefs' world maybe that's for the division but uh right now yeah Chiefs and reed's gonna find a way this team always finds a way guys okay they always do uh isaiah pacheco we're all in i'm about it we're all i want to see more though he needs, <laughs> i mean he he had a possible touchdown run, and I don't know if you guys have seen the replay clip of it, but, like, Patrick Mahomes was clearly frustrated at the fact of, like, you know, you cut that to the right side, you're possibly scoring there. Just learning lessons there. Hopefully he kind of figures it out. But big fan. My, uh, my soul cannot handle him being Darwin Thompson 2.0. Stop I just, he's not, I just he's can't, but I hope, I hope you're right. So, yeah, he's as the number one wild card in the number two wild card. This is where I got Bengals. I, if you're a Bengals fan, this is where you want to be. You know, last year, got in, got hot. I think we could see that same story again. I think Baltimore, if they stay healthy, like we said earlier, they win the division pretty easily. But Cincinnati, let's not sleep on them, right? This is now a team with playoff experience. They've been to the big show. I think they find a way to get back. I love the offseason additions they made. And for me, the, my number two wildcard team is just another AFC West team. It's the Denver Broncos. I do think they have three teams heading into the playoffs this year. And some people, you know, if you're a Raiders fan listening to this, you might be like, well, you know, screw you guys. Why isn't the Raiders? We'll get to that another time. I just, I, for some reason, I'm just not a believer in the Raiders. I do think it could be a scary season, so I don't want to contradict myself. It's just, it's the Raiders. I just, I don't know at what point things come crashing down, but it just feels like it's almost inevitable. So I'm going to take the Broncos here as the number two wildcard spot heading into the playoffs with Russell Wilson, those receiving weapons. And like Trees mentioned, that young defense, that's probably going to make a lot of noise this year. Nice, nice. Okay. I am up and I'm going to take who you guys had winning the AFC West and I'm going to take the Chargers to be wildcard too. And I'm not going to lie. It was out of them and the Raiders here like it I went back and forth back and forth like I actually really believe in the I I don't think it was a fluke like I don't I think that this team is I think they're going to be very good offensively I think the defense is just it's just a scrappy defense and they add Chandler Jones like I think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback but when it was all said and done I just took the talent of the Chargers really is what and I know last year they just didn't pull it out um, I just I think they do this year. I think Herbert makes that makes that jump, and I'm going to take the Chargers, just like you. Three teams in the division. Give me the Chargers there at wild card two. Moving on to wild card three. So this is where it got really tough for me. Do I go Homer? Do I not go Homer? Damn straight, I go Homer. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, ladies and gentlemen, knock off the Tennessee Titans in week 18 to make it so the Titans don't go to the playoffs. You hate to see it, Tennessee, 
you're at home on the couch with the Jaguars all through the playoffs. Enjoy that. And it's the Miami Dolphins that are making it to the playoffs as wildcard three, as the seven seed of the AFC or of the AFC, I should say. But I love this coaching staff. I love the players that they brought in. I think it's going to be very, very exciting. This defense is very underrated. They still have a lot of talent here. Everybody talks about Tua. I think it's everything around Tua that is going to make this team successful. Boy, I completely overlooked them because I got stuck, you know, sneaking in the Cincinnati Bengals here at wildcard spot number three. But then I started thinking about the fact that, you know, I kind of praised the Patriots a couple weeks ago, talking with Trish just privately. And then I did a little bit last week too on the podcast. It's just the fact of, I sit here and I look at the Patriots and I can't help but wonder, like, could they surprise some people? Could Mac Jones in year two being in better physical shape? I know the whole cliche of like best shape of his life. I mean, this dude, I mean, just look at them. He definitely is. But it's also just the fact that like it's the Patriots. And then now that we're here in the spot of we don't really know who's calling plays. We don't really know why Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator. If he is the offensive coordinator, why he's calling in plays to Mac Jones, whatever that situation is, it's like we don't know. And as much as that's been the magic of the New England Patriots, I just don't know if I believe it anymore. And so that's why I'm kind of wanting you guys to help me decide. Do I need to put in the Bengals or do I need to put in the Pats? Am I overlooking the Pats? Am I putting too much thought into that on their possible success? Or am I possibly onto something? I'd ride the Bengals personally. I don't have a massive amount of faith in Hack Jones and the rest of the Patriots organization right now outside of Bill. But if you got Bill, you always have a chance, right? You know, greatest coach of all time. Just plain, pure and simple. Whatever letters you want to use, he's the best. Simply is. But, man, that roster just every year it gets a little worse. And I think they're a worse team than they were last year. McDaniels is gone. If you got two offensive coordinators, you don't have one. Nobody knows oh. that better than nobody knows that better than Dolphins fans. Uh, you know, so who knows? This might be like Miami last year, where they had two offensive coordinators and their quarterbacks coach, who had never called plays outside of Madden, was calling plays. You know, who knows? So it's I just I think this is the year that the Patriots get third in that division. So don't worry, Patch fans. Still got you above the Jets. You got that one for you. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. So I'm rolling with the Bengals. Thank you, sir. Bengals sliding right there at wild card number three for me. I can't wait for us to revisit this in January. And Austin like misses by one pick because the Patriots got in and he picked the Bengals. <laughs> that would be my fault. Like that's almost pro- that's probably going to happen. Uh, sticking with that AFC West or East, excuse me, theme. I am going to the Dolphins for that third wild card spot. People forget this team has finished above 500 the last two years and missed the playoffs. They are by far a better team, I think, not only from a cultural standpoint, but from an actual roster standpoint. You don't bring Tyreek Hill in and get worse offensively. That just doesn't happen. So uh, I like the Dolphins here. I think I got them slotted for 11 wins, which it's going to be a dogfight between, you know, like you said, Austin, the Bengals. I think that uh, the Broncos, the Raiders are going to be there, Miami. So maybe a little self-inflicted harm in the AFC West, beating up on each other, lets a team like Miami sneak in with those 11 wins. And, uh, yeah, so I'm rolling Miami here for that third and final wild card slot. Boom. Go ahead and lead us into the NFC, starting in the NFC East. All right. Uh, what is it, like 37 and a half straight years that a different team has won the NFC East, I think, is the uh, is the fun fact. And uh, I'm going Philly. I, I just think that everything is trending this team to the right direction. They seem to be all in bringing in an A.J. Brown I like the developments they've made. I think they got some questions to solve in the running back room, but ultimately this team is geared up. This team's looking good. I like the Eagles. Boom. I mean, I I see what you're saying here, but at the same time, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys just due to the fact that, like, I want to see Dak just kind of get over the hump. I want to see him make plays. And the fact that you have Ezekiel Elliott, you know, we're heading into about year four of him being in the best shape of his life, you know, whether he's lost weight and he's – you know, slimmer than he was in college, or he's bulking up, you know, ready for more carries this season. It, hopefully this is a year for Zeke, but if it's not, I think this is also the year we see Tony Pollard kind of really just take over that role and become the lead back in, uh, excuse me, I almost said Cincinnati, but in Dallas. And then you look at the receiving core, they're still good. I think Dalton Schultz is going to be one of those tight ends that we just put some respect on his name this year. I, I think it really comes down to that. Their defense, they took a huge jump last year. I think they'll take another one this year. I'm excited to see what they do. So I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to speed this up a little bit, but I'm also going with the Eagles here. I think that they're just they're the hype team right now, but I'm buying into it. I really like what they've done. I believe in Jalen Hurts this year uh, with the new offensive weapons. And for me, why I didn't choose Dallas is like they're they led the league in turnover ratio last year, differential and hardly ever does that happen multiple years in a row. And that's the only reason that they barely won that division. I shouldn't say barely won that division. They won it by three games, but the only reason they won 12 games last year is because of that, that turnover differential that I just don't think it's going to happen this year. So give me the Eagles in the NFC East moving on into the NFC North. I like how Dan put it in, in the spreadsheet, Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to take the Packers uh, like, Plain and simple, this this team, I know I said this about the Bills of like probably having the best roster, but like this one is very, very good as well. I know the wide receivers kind of suck, but or are questionable, but like depth-wise, the Packers are fantastic. Yep. And I mean, I'm right there with you. And the only question mark is the receivers, but at the same time, if Aaron Rodgers is throwing you the ball, it's pretty much going to be right on the money. The only thing you got to do is catch it. So I think these guys are good enough to do that. If you're a receiver in the NFL – Probably pretty good at catching a football. So that's pretty much my reasoning on why I have the Packers winning this division and making quite the run. Uh, I will never pick not Aaron Rodgers as long as he is in the NFC North. It's just plain, pure, and simple. He owns you. He, he said it, for God's sakes. Bears <laughs> fans know that. He owns you. He owns that division. King in the North, whatever you want to call it. This is Rodgers' world, his division, and everybody else is just living in it. Plain, pure, and simple. You show up to Green Bay, you win the NFC North. And it is what it is. Uh, getting into the NFC South, this is probably my biggest out on a limb pick. And I'm going to the New Orleans Saints. All right. And this might be crazy, but I think Kamara through this year, no suspensions. That's coming in 23. I have them tied at 11 wins with the Tampa Bay Bucks at 11 wins. The difference is going to be that divisional record. I got the Saints getting in early. I kind of like what the Saints did. Every year they're in cap hell. They find a way to it off they find a way to maneuver it so the next year they brought in tyron matthew i kind of like what they got cooking here olave is gonna ball out uh sneaky pick for rookie of the year i think that's actually who i picked on our our uh, show so i kind of like what the saints are doing in that division outside of tampa bay and uh, the saints is just well uh bad yeah i mean i'm taking the tampa bay buccaneers but at the same time i was a little hesitant doing it just because you know the health issues of that offensive line you have another guy go down and you're sitting here looking at him going like Phew. How's Tom Brady going to do with no time? Because they have been wanting to throw the ball down the field the last couple of years. I mean, ever since he's been in Tampa, they just they let that fucker fly. You know what I mean? It's just like, boom, there it goes. There's another deep shot by Tom Brady. And the thing is, I don't know if they're going to stick with that because I don't know if that was a Tom Brady deal or a Bruce Arians, you know, this is how my offense runs. This is what you're going to do. Because when they get to the playoffs, you see it kind of change where Tom Brady's like, I'm getting the ball out of my hand. I don't have time to hold this thing. I'm not wasting any time here. Boom, here it is. Let me just drop it off and dink and dunk my way down the field and let these guys make plays for an explosive play. I don't know if Tampa gets back to that. And the offensive line isn't as much of a factor for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Tom Brady. But really the thing is that only concerns me for this team is just if they stay healthy. And right now the way things are trending, it's not looking good. If your offensive line's already going down, Hopefully that doesn't spread to anyone else, and that's not a contagious deal. But outside of that, the rest of this division is just hot garbage. The Falcons don't have a chance if, you know, Baker Mayfield makes some noise and is, is just crazy good. And, you know, Carolina, maybe they get up here, but I don't even have them making the playoffs. So, for me, I just have Tampa winning this thing. I had I had the Saints there for a little bit, um, and then I actually switched. I just said that I can't go against Tom here. So I am going with Tampa Bay to win this division, um, and a lot of it has to do with I just love the playmakers on this offense. I mean, like Lenny Fournette is going to be great. Tom's going to be great. Godwin's actually practicing. He might actually play week one after tearing his ACL late in the season. And then Mike Evans back to practice. He missed a couple weeks with uh, with a hamstring injury, but he's already back. I just, I love what they're doing. They brought in Russell Gage. They brought in Julio and I know it's Julio, but like as a wide receiver four, you like to see that. Um, and then the defense is still the defense. This defense is going to be dangerous. So yeah, give me Tampa Bay to win that. I know it's not the sexy pick, but that's what I'm going with. NFC West it's the Super Bowl champs. Like they brought in, you know, they're, they're still the Super Bowl champs. They brought in more weapons. They brought in more playmakers. They're good to go. The only concern on this team is the elbow of Matthew Stafford. 
That's literally the only question here for me on winning this division. And I'm going to trust that it stays healthy long enough to win this division. So give me the Rams for the AFC, NFC West. Yeah, and I took the Rams as well. Um, but my concern is normally, or mainly, excuse me, whether these guys are complacent, complacent after winning. You know, we heard the rumors of Sean McVay possibly retiring. We heard the rumors of Aaron Donald possibly retiring. You know, Matthew Stafford and his elbow. We know, you know, I talked about it last episode, just the injuries that he's dealt with over his entire career. How do the Rams look? Uh, until I see any different, I just think this guy, not this guy, this team is a lock to win this division here just because their defense is still loaded. Their offense, you add Allen Robinson, that's just more reliable target for uh, Matthew Stafford to have. And really, it's just the question marks that I have for every other team in this division with Trey Lance now being the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Does it take him a little bit to be the full-time starter, you know, getting into the league? Do defensive coordinators pick up on his tendencies quicker than most? How does that work out? Does he make plays? Does, you know, bring this offense to another level? We just haven't seen that yet, so that's why I wasn't comfortable putting them there. The Seattle Seahawks, we know that. I mean, that's just whatever. And then when you look at Arizona, I'm just going to kind of go ahead and, and ruin it for some people. We don't have them making the playoffs at all. And I think it's more just the whole situation here of, do we believe in Kyler Murray or Cliff Kingsbury looking like a no right now? So for me, I do have the Rams winning this division, though. So uh, I do not have the Rams winning a division. And uh, let me tell you guys a little story about Drew Locke. He's bad at football, but Trey Lance isn't. And I understand what you're saying, Austin, that uh, Trey Lance, you know, I only played less than, you know, 200 snaps probably. No, not that, but, you know, less than 20 games at North Dakota State. Mm -hmm. So the jump from, you know, non-power five into the NFL is a massive jump. But here's what Trey Lance has going for him. He sat for a year. We saw what that did for Mahomes. He's got Kyle Shanahan which if anybody can hide a quarterback's deficiencies, it's Kyle Shanahan. Look what he's done with Jimmy G. And Trey Lance has the get out of jail free card, the oh shit button, whatever you want to call it. He's an athlete. He can get out and make something happen by himself. So for those reasons, I have the San Francisco 49ers winning this division. And I have never been more happy to be on the turn for wild card one because Rams fans, don't worry, you're my first wild card. Super Bowl champs, run it back. I do wonder if there's a little Super Bowl hangover if there's a little Matt Stafford elbow a little bit this team's not as hungry now that we've been to the top we got our trophy you know we can do a little more Hollywood action here in LA so if they're slow out of the gate don't be shocked if they're looking up at the 49ers but I do think this is still a top tier team in the NFL and I got to make in the playoffs as the number one wild card. Now, everything you just said about the Rams, aside from winning the Super Bowl, is my exact thought with the 49ers, right? And even thing, any, everything you said about Kyle Shanahan being his coach, calling the plays, putting him in great positions to win, I think that's going to be the 49ers. So that's why I have them as my number one wild card team because I do think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. Their defense is still good. They have weapons on offense. We know that. George Kittle's healthy. That offensive line's good. There's really no reason for them to not be a very good team in contending deep into the playoffs aside from the one question mark of Trey Lance. So that's just with it. But that is why I have the San Francisco 49ers as my number one wildcard team. Number one wildcard team for me is going to be the New Orleans Saints. I think that this team is very, very good. I like, I mean, I chose their coach to be coach of the year in Dennis Allen. Um, I'm trusting Jameis Winston to make some plays, but basically every reason that Dan gave on why he had them win the NFC South is why I have them as the number one wildcard team. I, I really think that this team is being underrated. I think this defense is going to be flying around and making plays. Moving on to wildcard two. I'm now going to take the Niners, who you guys have already taken in either division winner or wildcard one. Same reasons. I don't want to keep repeating everything that you guys have been saying, uh, but why I have them as two rather than one is the, is actually the Trey Lance factor of the unknown there. Um, and it sounds like in camp that he's targeting Ayuk a lot more than he's doing Debo. And with Debo not playing running back anymore and Debo, like he had some crazy insane run of like, I don't even know. I think he had like 80 rushes, but he had like 11 touchdowns last year or something like that. Like that's not sustainable. So like, how do they get those scoring plays and with Lance liking to push it down the field and Debo making plays at the line of scrimmage, that's where he's most successful. Like how is that all going to play out for this offense? Obviously you trust Shanahan enough that they're going to make the playoffs, but that is my concern with the 49ers. 
Yep. And my wild card, uh, second wild card team, excuse me, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I do just wonder if it takes them a little bit to get this offense rolling again, like we saw last year. And then once they started clicking, it was like, okay, wow, look at these guys go. Here we are. Uh, defensive wise, you know, I like what they added, you know, through the draft there, especially Jordan Davis right along the defensive line. I think that guy is going to absolutely eat in his rookie season and be an impact as he should. That is just a massive human being eating up the middle of the line of scrimmage. So I'm taking the Eagles right here at number two for the wildcard teams. Yeah, I love all those picks. Uh, teams I got in the playoffs for my second wild card, I got Cowboys. Jerry making one more run, and I don't know how many times this team can get to the playoffs and they get immediately knocked out. It just seems like they're good enough to get there, but they're not good enough to win it all. Dak is back another year removed from that injury. I think he's going to absolutely ball this year, guys. Absolutely. Michael Gallup coming back. I really like rookie Jalen Tolbert. And then Sidarius, yes. and then Sidarius Lamb is just an absolute beast. Probably like the least talked about top tier wide receiver in the league, which is weird because he's plays for the freaking Cowboys. Usually, you got that star on your helmet. It's all people want to talk about. So uh, I love Sid Lamb. Love the Cowboys. Defense kind of scares me. I don't love digs in coverage when it's not thrown right at him. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I think there's going to be a lot of regression on his uh, INT numbers to keep his kid off Twitter. For my third wild card, I'm going Tampa. You can't have the NFL playoffs without Tom Brady. Like I said, they were right there neck and neck with the Saints for winning the South. And here they are in the wild card round, which I think Tom on the road going in the playoffs really opens things up to make it interesting. Uh, if he has to go somewhere like, you know, Philadelphia, maybe Green Bay, where the weather could uh, have impacts on the offense. So I got Tampa sneaking in as my third wild card team. Yep, and I actually have the Minnesota Vikings sneaking in as well. And it, the only reason I have them sneaking in is because, one, you have the Packers in your division, but there's a really good possibility that the Packers, you know, and that receiver ends up being a bigger issue for this team than we think or even realize with, you know, the maybe not being on the same page or connecting with Aaron Rodgers mid-game or through a game or in those key moments like we're used to seeing him do with Devontae Adams or Jordy Nelson, you know, or a Randall Cobb. We'll just kind of see that plays out for the Packers. We all agreed, though, earlier that we think they're going to be fine. But when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, it's hard to look at that offense and go, how are these guys not going to be good? So it'll be my point of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I know he's just like a middle-of-the-road quarterback, but he's still good and he still makes plays and he still helps you win football games. In your defense, you got a young secondary. I feel like it's, it's a good young secondary as well that's still developing. And if those guys can connect here and be good in this division, I think you can make some noise and possibly even rely on them to help you win some ball games where you're not just looking at your offense like, okay, hey, score, 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 score. Maybe your defense can make some noise as well there with your pass rush and, uh, and Daniel Hunter as well. So that's why I have the Vikings here right at number three for the wild card spot. Uh, Austin and I on the same page here with the Vikings at number three wild card here in the NFC. Uh, give me Kevin O'Connell ran offense to make the playoffs. I love that they're going to start doing more three wide receiver sets. Give me KJ Osborne more on the field. Give me Irv Smith on the field more. I know that he had a thumb injury, but he sounds like he will be back for week one. Dalvin Cook not being loaded in the box. Yes, please. And thank you. Uh, just give me all the rookie, like the rookie head coaches, I guess, like Kevin O'Connell. We got McDaniel. I mean, Dennis Allen for the Saints at this point, his, with his, it being his first year as the Saints head coach. I'm um, obviously an older guy there, but yeah, give me the Vikings to sneak in here. They're, they're back. They're back. So, all right, that does it for all of the division winners and the wild card. At this point, we're going to go through basically the seedings here. Uh, let's just go through all three of ours at the same time. Like, I'll just do my three. You guys do your three, right? So I'll start us off. So my two seed in the NFC is the Packers versus the seven seed in the Vikings. So I've got a little divisional matchup there. You'll love to see that. And I do have the Packers winning that one. So the two seed does move on. We got the three seed versus the six seed, which is the three is the Bucks, six is the 49ers. And this one was tough for me. I, you know, you trust Shanahan to like have good game plans, but in the end, I'm picking Tom Brady to end up winning that. So a little bit of chalk there with two versus three or two and three moving on. Four versus five. I have the Eagles at four, the Saints at five. And I actually have the Saints going on the road to Philadelphia and winning that game. So give me the number five seed, the Saints moving on there. So that is my NFC. Boom, there we go. For me, uh, two versus seven, I have Cowboys versus the 49ers. 
And I have the Cowboys coming out with a victory there, uh, a little redemption for last year, losing at home in the playoffs there against the Niners. So I'm going to take the Cowboys here to win this game. I think they have a really good season. I actually have them making a pretty deep push into the playoffs as well. And then the next matchup, three versus six, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Rams are going to be winning that matchup as well. And then the NFC, four versus five, Tampa versus the Vikings. I was so, so, so close to picking the Vikings to win this game and upset Tampa as, you know, a four or five matchup. But I kind of went against myself there just because of Tom Brady. This is when I asked you guys pre-show, like, hey, am I too high on the Vikings? Am I crazy to do this? So I'm not going to go against Tom Brady quite yet. So I'm taking Tampa to win that matchup. Yeah, uh, for mine, my two versus seven, I have like the all ratings uh, wild card weekend here. Not saying the NFL would ever do anything shady to align certain matchups for the playoffs or when guys are coming off suspension, you know, but never do anything like that. So uh, for my two seven, I have Green Bay beating Tampa Bay. I can already hear the entire week talking about the two twelves at quarterback, uh, taking Aaron Rodgers in that matchup. Of uh, my three six, I have Dallas over Philly. I just like Dak better than Jalen Hurts. I think when it comes down to those two in two-minute drill, I mean Dak. And then my four and five, I have the Rams beating the Saints. Uh, so Saints get in, division winner, but then the Rams, that tough experience is just too much. Do we do AFC now, guys, or do you want to keep rolling NFC? All right, let's do some AFC wild card. My two seven, man, this sucks. I mean, I put Miami <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm a Miami fan. And then they get Baltimore, the two seed right away. Listen, Miami, I love you, but we're not beating Baltimore in the wild card round. That ain't going to happen. It's uh, This one could get ugly. Like, this might be that noon game where he's like, all right, I'm just going to have a big lunch and take a nap. I don't want to see the end of this thing. Uh, next one, I got the Chargers beating Cincinnati, riding that Justin Herbert train uh, during his third year. And then finally, Kansas City over Indianapolis. Colts fans, I'm sorry. It's another year of high hopes getting into the playoffs. And then you run into the buzzsaw that is the postseason feat. So I'm sorry about it, but that's how we got it cooking. Yeah, for me, I have a uh, two versus seven matchup in being the Ravens versus the Chiefs, or the Chiefs versus the Ravens, I should say, is the Chiefs being uh, right there as the. Oh, no. Boy, I really kind of screwed the Chiefs here. How I'm putting them as a seven seed against the Ravens. But the reasoning is with the Ravens being at number two. I think they lose this. I think Kansas City's got everything clicking heading into the playoffs at this point. So I'm going to go with Kansas City. I've actually kind of confused myself here with my rankings, to be honest with you guys, just thoroughly honest here. But I'm going with the with the Chiefs to win this game. Next up, Chargers versus Broncos, three versus six. I'm going with the Chargers over the Broncos. And then four versus five, Colts versus Bengals. I actually have the Colts beating the Bengals here, and that is the end of the run for them. So Indianapolis rolls in here with the big victory. Boom, there they are. Love it. All right, I have – the Bills versus the Dolphins, another division matchup here in week one of the wild card. And I had the Bills dominating this game. Actually, exactly what you said, uh, Dan, but just instead of Baltimore, it's the Bills. So we have that. Uh, three versus six, I have the Broncos versus the Chargers. What do you know? Another division matchup there. So it's just it's just division matchup galore over here. And I do have the Broncos sneaking that win out there. And then four versus five, I have the Chiefs versus the Colts. And give me the Chiefs to win that division. So moving on into the division rounds. So my four NFC teams, I have Rams versus Saints and Packers versus Bucks. Give me a Rams versus Bucks NFC championship game. Those are the two teams. I think that we have a rematch. Let's not forget how great that game was last year when those two teams played in the division round. Like there are so many great games last year in the playoffs that like that one's actually kind of not talked about as much. But, like, Stafford had to make that deep-ass throw to Cup at the end of the game to get into field goal range as time was expiring to get to make it so it didn't go into overtime, and it was fantastic. So let me see a little bit of matchup there. And then for the AFC, I have Ravens versus Chiefs, which is just going to be electric just because those have been the main two teams in the AFC recently. And then I have the Bills versus the Broncos, which I think is also going to be a very fun game. But when it's all said and done, Give me the Bills to move on, and they are going to face the Ravens. The Chiefs find a way to not make it to the AFC Championship game for the first time in four years. So it is Bills versus Ravens. Yep, and right here for me, starting out for the NFC, I have Cowboys versus the Rams. And I actually have 
the Cowboys winning this matchup. I do think the Cowboys are out for revenge this season in the NFC. Next up, the Packers versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have the Packers winning this as well. I think they're just going to be too much with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then heading into the AFC matchups, I have Kansas City versus the Chargers. And this is where some heartbreak happens for us Chiefs fans. The Chargers pull out the victory. It's hard to face the team three times in a year and win those three matchups. But I do think the Chargers are just going to be too much there in the playoffs. So I have them winning that matchup. And then it's the Bills versus the Colts. The Bills, like I said, score shirt earlier. They're heading to the AFC Championship game. Kansas City is not there like Trees mentioned for the first time in four seasons. Yeah, guys, I'll tell you what. For as much as we talk about the entire NFC North hating the Green Bay Packers, Packer fans hate that Shanahan tree just as bad, and that's what they get here in the divisional round. I got the Rams going into Green Bay and knocking off the Packers. Then we get a little throwback rivalry game. I got San Fran beating Dallas to finish out the NFC. Gives us a Rams 49ers championship round. In the AFC side of things, we're just going to keep rolling Baltimore. You know, we're just going to – guys, they're good. They're just freaking good. I don't know what to tell you. In the playoffs, I see Lamar even like a Colin Kaepernick NFC championship type game where maybe he runs for like 180 throws for 250 against this charger team. And so we got both moving on. And then finally, this is the year we've been saying it Buffalo knocking off KC. Uh, so it gives me a Buffalo Baltimore AFC side and a Rams 49ers NFC side. Might as well just roll in. On the NFC side, I got the Rams beating the 49ers, a love affair with Trey Lance. Uh, thumbs up just short. Rams have been there before. Aaron Donald's probably going to do something ridiculous that we've never seen before in this game uh, just because he's Aaron Donald. Then on the AFC side, I have Baltimore beating Buffalo. So I have a Baltimore Rams Super Bowl Sunday. Even though it should be a Super Bowl Saturday, let's just add in there too. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Uh, for me, though, I have my AFC or my NFC championship being the Cowboys versus the Packers. I actually have the Packers winning that game. And then for the AFC championship game, I have the Bills versus the Chargers. Bills win that. Bills are heading to the Super Bowl. Bills versus Packers Super Bowl. Now, again, with the Packers, I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I believe in him getting these young guys ready to roll. I think they're going to be forced to wreck with on the running game as well with those two running backs that they have. So Bills versus Packers here in the Super Bowl. It's funny. I actually thought about that a little bit of like how wild would it be that Aaron Rodgers finally makes it back to the Super Bowl the year after they get rid of Devontae Adams. Like that would just be wild. Like I thought about that before I even saw all of your stuff, Austin. So I like that. Yeah. Um, so NFC, I have the Rams versus the Bucks Again, like I talked about, like this matchup is going to be very much fun. Um, and I'm going to take the Bucks to win this game. So they are knocking out the Super Bowl champs in the NFC championship game. We will not have a repeat there. And then the AFC, I have the Bills versus the Ravens, one versus two seed here. And I do have the Bills going on. The Bills finally make it over that hump and they do make it to the Super Bowl. So we have Josh Allen versus Tom Brady in this Super Bowl. So that is, those are our Super Bowl oh. matchups right there. Usually, usually we kind of like keep this, keep this a secret of who we are going to have win it, but we're going to just go ahead and just do it right now. We got time here. So Super Bowl, we have Bills versus Bucks on my side. It is going to be the Bills that end up winning this Super Bowl. Circle the wagons, Buffalo Bills. They bring home a Super Bowl trophy. It's going to be fantastic. And then obviously, I love the joke, Dan, there in the spreadsheet. Obviously, if the Bills win this, it is going to be Josh Allen that wins the MVP. That is easy. So give me Josh Allen. Yeah. And I mean, I'm right there with you. Bills versus Packers here. I think the Bills offense is going to be way too much. That defense is going to make some noise against Aaron Rodgers. They're going to get after him as well. And like I said at the beginning of the show with this, the Bills are going scorched earth on everybody this year. And in through the regular season, into the playoffs, into the Super Bowl, there's no way Josh Allen's not the MVP. Third year is a charm right here for the Buffalo Bills, winning the Super Bowl, and Josh Allen getting that MVP. So I have the non-Bills Super Bowl in the uh, Baltimore versus Rams matchup. And I didn't compare to the Super Bowl pick, so I've been thinking about it. And I just – it's really hard to win two Super Bowls in a row. It is. So we're going Baltimore. Ravens fans, congratulations, we're back. And then it comes to the MVP pick and the chalk pick would be Lamar Jackson. Easily, right? Yeah, if, if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, it's Lamar Jackson. No. 
It's not. It's J.K. Dobbins. Coming back off injury, slow to get out of the gate, and then in the playoffs, the Ravens running machine that everyone talks about, that run game comes through. J.K. Dobbins goes for 152 touchdowns at least. And I don't know about you guys, but I want like a GIF freeze frame of the Harbaugh-McVay handshake at the end of this game because it is going to be the most aggressive thing you'll ever see. I can't wait. J.K. Dobbins it. and the Ravens, huh? Yeah, why not? Let's ride. All about uh, it. Raven, All Ravens about Nation, it. let's ride. I, I like it. I like it. Hey, you just chose my comeback player of the year as the Super Bowl MVP, so I'll take that. So um, that would be wild, though, honestly. It really would. It's, it's super exciting. Um, so there we go. We're ready for the season now. Like next yeah. episode, next week, it is all betting for NFL and college. So we have week zero in the NFL or week zero in the college football world this weekend, literally like three days away. And I can't wait. Are there, are there good games? Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not any good games. Am I going to watch it? Absolutely. I am. So <laughs> um, super exciting times, you know, if anybody's betting, you know, for the weekend, you know, there's, there's some bets, you know, like what is it? Hawaii's like 11 and one against the spread in their last 12 games. They're also plus seven against Vandy Northwestern minus 13 at home against Nebraska, Utah state, 27 point favorites at home against Yukon. That's my pick right there. Under the Yukon Utah state game. Yes. On, that's 60, 60. Yeah. Take the under in that game. That's like, if you're going to bet one, bet right just like quick double my money put like i'm not gonna tell you what to do maybe a unit maybe two on the under in that game get yourself a nice little nest egg and then next week folks full slate can't wait and that nebraska northwestern game is in uh dublin ireland by the way i got a lot of buddies going to that game oh is it is it? so yeah. we were just talking about that right that's weird that it's at home right there so it's in ireland okay good to yep. know there good to know there interesting that's gonna be weird yeah that is like, weird like I imagine tailgating. So I don't know if you guys know this, but in Ireland they drink beer warm. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You drink like warm Guinness. That's a thing. And I don't <laughs> think like I love tailgating. I absolutely love tailgating. I don't think I'm man enough to drink a warm Guinness at seven o'clock in the morning. I just don't think I could do it. It ain't gonna happen now. <laughs> ain't gonna happen so quit asking i'll tell you that so quit asking (laughs) love it um all right that does it for us we'll be back next week again betting show anything else maybe some maybe some quick fantasy talk uh i really like want to like dive into some fantasy things but my draft is this weekend so like i'm trying not to say too much because my friends listen to this podcast and i don't want to give it all away but that does it for us we appreciate y'all and tonight we've been talking football